0: But believe it or not, the scripture shows us how we should live our life here on earth from God's perspective. So the first T that we would cross is to acknowledge that our life here on earth is a test. And the good news is that God really wants
1: us to pass our test. Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: So, let me ask you a question. How many times have you heard this comment? Well, we're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. You heard that? Well, when we hear that, it usually means that we're getting things straight, tying up loose ends getting everything organized. Well, that's what I want to do this morning, but I'm going to leave all the I's alone and just focus on the T's. I want to focus on three particular T's, because being human, we're so used to seeing things from our own perspective. But believe it or not, the Scripture shows us how we should live our life here on earth from God's perspective. So the first T that we would cross is to acknowledge that our life here on earth is a test And the good news is that God really wants us to pass our test, any test that comes our way. In Corinthians it says, God keeps his promise and will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm. And when put to the test, he will give you the strength to endure it and provide you a way out of it. So being tested is one of the reasons you're here. And God is pulling for you to overcome them. In the book of James, we find this. Blessed are those who endure when they are tested. When they pass the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. The next T to cross is to understand that our life here on earth is about trust. We never really own anything. God just loans us the earth and everything in it while we're here. In Psalms, it says the world and all that's in it belongs to the Lord. It's irresponsible, it's even arrogant to look at it any other way. We are to be good stewards of what God has trusted us with. And it all starts with tithing. Tithing is the first step to showing trustworthiness. And if we can be trusted with a little bit here in this life, we can only imagine what God will place in our keeping... And the hereafter. And finally, we must we must cross the T that reveals to us that our life here is a temporary assignment. The word says, "For we were born but yesterday, and know so little, and our days on earth are as transient as a shadow." When we can grasp this simple truth, our life truly changes because it radically alters our values. It puts success and power in, his, in this life where it belongs, subordinate to the desire to follow Christ and to fulfill his will and purpose for our life. So let me ask you this morning, whose perspective on life should you trust? The one that you have or the one that God has? God purposes for you to be tested. He shares what he has To see what you can be trusted with. And he's made it clear that we are eternal beings. And we're here on temporary assignment. When we cross these T's, we bring our lives in line with God's view of things. And that's when something will always
1: happen. For the good. In Jesus' name. As Christians, we are meant to be different from those in the world. Stay tuned to hear how we are meant to be men and women with a different spirit. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, I want to talk about
0: how important it is to have a positive attitude in our life. How many believe it's important for a Christian to have a positive attitude? Well, I want you to know that a positive attitude is important and it's also it's important to God that we have a positive attitude. I want to start uh, by explaining this by telling you this funny story. Okay, here we go. Joe received a parrot for his birthday. The parrot was fully grown with a bad attitude and a worse vocabulary. He was always rude to everyone he saw. Joe tried to change the bird's attitude. He would teach him polite words. He played soothing music. He tried everything, but nothing worked. The harder he tried, the ruder the bird got. Finally, in a moment of desperation, Joe put the parrot in the freezer where he kept the meat. For a few moments, he heard the bird squawking and kicking and screaming. And then suddenly, all was quiet. Frightened that he might have actually hurt the bird, Joe quickly opened the freezer door. The parrot stepped out onto Joe's arm and said, Joe, I'm so sorry that I offended you with my language and my actions. Please accept my humble apology. Joe was astounded at the change in the attitude of this bird. He was about to ask him what caused it when the parrot said, By the way, Joe, may I ask, what did the chickens do? He had an attitude change in the freezer, you see. And you know, we all struggle from time to time to go through life with a positive attitude. But I, was, I rediscovered an ancient story in the Word this week that reminded me of why we have to develop a good attitude. The story goes way back to when Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of entering into the promised land that God had promised them. So Moses sends some guys into the land as spies to check things out. And when they get over there, they find out that the place is great, with lots of fertile land and crops and water. But they also find that there are lots of people there. There are great armies and great cities. And they even ran across some giants So when they get back, Moses calls like this town meeting. And he wants to know what they discovered. Well, 10 out of the 12 spies that went were convinced that they didn't have a chance if they went into the land. Well, they acknowledged that the land was everything that God had promised. But their enemies were too strong. The giants were too big. And if they went in, they would surely all die. But then one man, a man named Caleb, stepped up to the microphone. Okay, I don't think they had microphones. And he said, listen, we should go and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. And you know what I thought of when I read that? Who does that sound like? Have you ever heard Pastor Dez stand right where I am right now and say, come on, Bethesda, let's do it. That's what I thought of. You are Caleb, my friend. Well, anyway, back to my story. It was two against ten. And all the people got scared, and no matter what, Moses and Caleb said they wouldn't go in. They were right there, I mean, at the border. But their negative attitude is what won the day. And then the story gets really ugly because God was not amused. He didn't appreciate their negative attitude. Not only did he see that the 10 negative thinking spies met an untimely death, but he banished the children of Israel for another 40 years. All of those negative people would never see the land God promised. All that is except Caleb and Joshua. And let me tell you about Caleb. Let me tell you what the Lord said about Caleb. He said this, None of them will ever see the land I promised, but because my servant Caleb, listen to this, has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land and, and his descendants will inherit it. So, you know, with everything that goes on in our lives today, would, would you ever believe that our attitude would have such important consequences? This story shows us that when we become a child of God, we're meant to be men and women with a different spirit. Caleb wish, witnessed the same things the others did, He saw the fortified cities and the giants. The difference was that his attitude wasn't based on what he saw, but on who he knew. The others were living in fear. Caleb was living in faith. They were dwelling on their weakness. Caleb was counting on God's strength. They were focused on giants. Caleb was focused on God. They saw defeat in their future. But Caleb knew victory belonged to God. They were doubters. Caleb was a believer. They saw the problems. Caleb saw the possibilities. You see, Caleb had a different spirit. And did you know that 40 years later, Caleb, then 85 years old, as he readied himself to finally step onto the promised land, He said, I'm as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. I'm ready to go to battle. Now give me this country that the Lord has promised me. All those years of struggle. And Caleb was still a man with a different spirit. What about you? Do you have a different spirit today? There's a good bet that whatever giants or obstacles that you're facing today that there are ten people being negative around you just like Caleb had. But let me tell you something. God wants you to have a different spirit. You are too blessed to be stressed. Anybody can complain and be negative. You just have to say, I may have problems, but I'm not discouraged. God is in control here. I have the favor of God in my life. I refuse to let anything or anyone steal the joy that I have or dampen the confidence that I have in him. If everyone says it's impossible, I'm still going to press on. There's victory in my DNA. And like Caleb, I have a different spirit. And I'm well able to do it. In Jesus' name.
1: Have you ever felt like giving up? If so, you are not alone. Coming up next, learn three tips that will help you to never give up. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright. I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side.
0: I was preparing to speak to you today, and I was, I was going to talk about a guy in the Bible named Stephen. Uh, and I was working on this, and um, right in the middle of it, the Lord impressed me to do something else, and I, I argued with him. I was already into this. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm doing this. And um, then he just kind of distracted me where I couldn't concentrate until I went back to this subject. And so I gave in. Um, but what uh, the Lord wanted me to do was to encourage someone or some people today who are this close to giving up. And so let me ask you something. Have you ever felt like giving up? Have you ever felt like the effort that you're putting in just isn't doing any good? Have you ever come so close to attaining something and fell just a little short? Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that you're not alone in having feelings like that. But I'm also here to tell you that you can't give up. And there are lots of reasons why that we can never give up. You know, Winston Churchill is one of the most quoted people in history. But probably his most famous quote happened during World War II when his country had been devastated by Nazi air raids for months. And the story goes that he was speaking to an audience of students. And he stood up, and this is what he said. Never, 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 never Never give up. And then he sat down. Well, the truth is, he didn't just say never give up in that speech. And he didn't just sit down after he said that. But it was that simple but forceful command that united a nation and made history. No matter how you feel today and no matter what is going on in your life, You can never give up. You have to hang on. You have to hold on. You have to fight through it. The old Yankee coach Yogi Berra was right. When he said, it ain't over till it's over. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln could have given up? He was demoted in the military from captain to private. He failed at business several times. At one point, he had a nervous breakdown. He lost almost every election that he campaigned for until he ran for president. Did you know that the greatest basketball player of our generation, Michael Jordan, he missed the last second shot to win the game for his team 26 times before he went on to win six world championships Did you know that Albert Einstein was described by his teacher as mentally slow, and he was expelled from school? Walt Disney was fired from his first job because he didn't have any creative ideas, so he went out and he created Disneyland. You see, they were all discouraged, just like you and me. They all felt like giving up, but it wasn't over for them, and it's not over for you and me. So we can never give up. Say that with me never give up. up. Here are three things I want you to remember so you will never give up. The first one is never give up on what God has promised you. And He's promised lots of things. The Word says, let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we have a harvest to reap. If we don't give up, I didn't say that when the Lord said it, or the Word said it. And I challenge anyone to read God's Word and still want to give up. It's just impossible. God knows what He's promised. He's not going to forget them. But He loves it when we remind Him of His promises. The second one is this. Never give up on what Christ has purchased for you. You see, Christ gave his life for you and me. And more important than that, he conquered death and he lives for us. He has great expectations for us. And he's bigger than our problems and our disappointments. And the only way to honor this incredible price that he paid is to take a stand on what it means. And one of the things it means is we never give up. No matter what comes our way, we trust God. And we keep going. The Apostle Paul said, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm and don't let yourselves be burdened by the yoke of slavery ever again. And finally, never give up on what God has purposed for you. You see, God intends to create an amazing testimony for your life. But you can't get that testimony until your pursuit seems unlikely or even impossible at some point. It will take faith to realize it. It'll take perseverance to get there. But more than anything, it will take you never, never giving up. You know, one of the realities of life is that we all meet disappointment and discouragement. And sometimes defeat but through Christ our life story doesn't end there we are all underdog stories without Christ we have no assurance of victory and significance but through Christ victory and significance are not only assured it's our destiny listen to this promise being confident of this very thing that he which began a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. As
1: long as we never,
0: never, never give up.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers?